Welcome to this podcast with Neil DaCosta on VAT registration and VAT deregistration. This is an extremely popular area as when you're giving advice to clients, the client could either be starting a business or perhaps the client could be ceasing, uh, ceasing to trade. And as a result, VAT is crucially important. When a client starts trading, let's say the client is starting a self-employed business, what the client can choose to do is the client can choose to register for VAT voluntarily immediately. And the benefit of registering for VAT voluntarily is you can claim back input VAT on your purchases and expenses. And in addition to this, it also allows you to conceal the small size of the business. Because when people view a VAT registered business, they feel that it has a large amount of sales. So um, what some small businesses tend to do is register for VAT to conceal their small size. But the disadvantages of voluntary VAT registration is the burden of VAT compliance. And in addition to this, if your customers are not VAT registered, because you're now VAT registered, you have to charge output VAT on your sales. And this will now make your sales more expensive to your non-VAT registered customers. And because you may not be in a position where you can increase your selling price by 20%, this may lead to a reduction in profit margin. So uh, one of the things that prevents um, self-employed individuals from registering for VAT is if they're dealing with non-VAT registered customers because they can't simply pass the VAT burden onto their customers. So what they tend to do is absorb part of the cost of VAT themselves and reduce their profit margin. So if you start a business, as long as you're making taxable supplies and taxable supplies are either standard rated sales or zero rated sales, you can register for VAT voluntarily. With regard to a client that's setting up their own self-employed business, the other aspect of VAT to consider is compulsory VAT registration. With regard to compulsory VAT registration, there are two tests that are relevant, the historic test and the future test. So if we start by looking at the historic test first, once your taxable supplies exceed 85,000 in a 12 month period, what happens is you must register for VAT. So when we are applying the historic test, what we do is we keep a running total of the sales. And once the taxable supplies exceed 85,000 within this 12 month period, what the client must do is register for VAT. And once your sales exceed 85,000, you then have 30 days from the end of that month to notify HMRC. And then um, you're treated as being VAT registered from the start of the following month. So once your sales exceed 85,000, think of it as a 30-day grace period before you need to start charging 
um, VAT on your sales to your customers. The other test for compulsory VAT registration is called the future test. And with regard to the future test, we look at your future expected sales. And if you expect to have sales of more than 85,000 pounds in a single month, then you do need to register for VAT based on the future test. So here, we're not looking, when we, we're not looking at a 12 month period, with the future test, we're looking at a single month. And if you expect to have sales of more than 85,000 in a single month, you must register for VAT based on the future test. Now, with regard to the future test, you must be VAT registered by the start of the month in which you're expecting the sales to be more than 85,000 pounds. The classic example of this is, let's say, a client signs a lucrative contract. And this new contract is going to give you high sales. So you're expecting to have sales in a single month of more than 85,000. And what that means is by the start of that month, you need to be VAT registered. So these high sales have to be subject to VAT. So you're going to be charging your customers VAT for that month in which you're expecting the sales to be more than 85,000 pounds. Now, once a business registers for VAT, what the business is allowed to do is to claim back VAT on pre-registration goods and services that were purchased before the date of registration. And you can claim back VAT on pre-registration goods and services bought in the previous four years, as long as the goods were bought for business purposes and are still owned at the date of registration. So uh, this condition about still owning the goods at the date of registration is very important because this means that any goods that you've sold to customers before the date of registration, um, with regard to those goods, you can't claim back the input VAT on the purchase cost. So in order to claim back VAT on pre-registration goods and services, they must be um, bought for business purposes within the previous four years, and they must be still owned at the date of registration. Now, with regard to pre-registration services, with pre-registration services, HMRC only permit us to go back six months. So we can claim back input VAT on pre-registration services bought in the previous six months for business purposes. So you can see um, that once a client registers for VAT, it is possible for them to claim back input VAT on goods and services that were purchased pre-registration. And this could be very beneficial to businesses starting off um, with their VAT registration. The next aspect to consider is VAT deregistration. And there are two types of VAT deregistration. 
The first type of VAT deregistration is voluntary VAT deregistration. And a business can choose to voluntarily deregister for VAT if it, if it expects the taxable supplies in the next 12 months to be less than £83,000. So if you expect your sales to be less than 83000 you are allowed to voluntarily deregister for VAT. And um, what, um, what happens with deregistration is, once again, you've got 30 days to notify HMRC that you want to deregister for VAT. And the uh, deregistration takes effect from this date. Now, once you deregister for VAT, what HMRC then asks you to do is to make a payment of VAT. This is called the final VAT charge. And this final VAT charge is based on the market value of inventory or stock and uh, the non-current assets or fixed assets on which you claimed back input VAT earlier. So um, when you deregister for VAT, there's a final VAT charge to pay based on the market value of stock and fixed assets on which input VAT was claimed back earlier. But with regard to the final VAT charge, HMRC have imposed a de minimis limit. The word de minimis is used a lot in tax and it basically means small. So if the final VAT charge is not more than a thousand pounds, then you do not have to pay it. The other type of deregistration is compulsory deregistration. And a business must deregister for, v for VAT if the business ceases to make taxable supplies. So uh, if you stop making sales of taxable supplies, you must deregister for VAT. And with regard to compulsory deregistration, this usually takes effect from the date of cessation of trade or a mutually agreeable date. But for the purpose of the exam, it generally is the date of cessation. Now, when you uh, cease trading, and you deregister for VAT, once again, we have this final VAT charge due. And the final VAT charge, as we said, is based on um, the market value of inventory and non-current assets on which input VAT was claimed back earlier. So HMRC have this concept of the final VAT charge to prevent businesses registering for VAT, claiming back um, the VAT on their goods and then deregistering. So when you deregister, you do have the final VAT charge. However, if the cessation of, of trade occurs because we have a sale as a going concern. So um, we have one business that ceases to trade because what we've done is we've sold our business as a going concern. What happens here is there's no payment of the final VAT charge. And there's no payment of the final VAT charge if certain conditions are satisfied. So the first condition is you must sell the business as a going concern. The second condition is there must be no change of trade. 
So you sell the business as a going concern. Secondly, there's no change of trade. The third condition is there should be no break of trade. So the trade is continuous. There's no break of trade. And the final condition is that the buyer must be VAT registered or becomes registered within a 12-month period. So as long as these four conditions are satisfied, when you transfer business as a going concern, there's no final VAT charge payable. So the four conditions to look for is the business must be a going concern, there must be no change of trade, there must be no break of trade, and the buyer must be VAT registered. So if these four conditions are satisfied, then when you cease trading and you sell the business as a going concern, there's no final VAT charge due. So I hope you've enjoyed this podcast with Neil DaCosta on VAT registration and VAT deregistration. It's a very practical area that affects uh, all businesses and extremely popular in the exam. And by you mastering this area, you will be able to uh, pick up marks on this very popular exam topic. I recommend you purchase Advanced Tax Condensed, which is uh, a set of memory joggers I've written that uses accelerated learning techniques and helps you quickly master the key information. This can dramatically speed up your rate of learnings and and is very, very well referenced. So it's easy to, to get your hands on the correct information when you're attempting exam questions. Take care. It's been great seeing you and I look forward to meeting you in the next podcast.